0: Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder
1: and Lightning.
0: This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys out there especially our servicemen when they are out there taking care of us. Hope you guys, wherever you are in the world, you get a, a warm meal. And you have our thanks here at Thunder and Lightning. I hope you get enjoy your day. And, of course, happy Egg Bowl. As much as an Egg Bowl can be happy before it's played. To all of you out there. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. This holiday season, if you're looking for the perfect gift for the coffee lover in your life, they've got it at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and the coffee they brew is the coffee you can brew right there in your own home. And, of course, if you're just looking for uh, mugs and, and coffee machines and things of that nature, they've got it all there, too. Everything a coffee lover needs is at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner collegecornerstore.com, they have got a great special. Let me tell you all about what they're going to be doing here for Black Friday because, once again, they have come through with some great deals. It is sort of a beat-the-clock deal, which they've done in the past. All right, Friday morning, 40% off all apparel, 7 to 9 a.m., 30% off 9 to 11 a.m., and then the rest of the day, 15% off all College World Series tees, only $7. So that's a great deal there. Nice. And they will have Egg Bowl Championship teas available as well. And if you're thinking, oh, that seems presumptuous, well, you got to remember they, they do surface both universities. So whoever wins will have their t-, t shirts available. Great stuff from College Corner. You can load up for the holidays. And then if whatever you miss out on, shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant and Mexican fair with Mississippi roots. I, I got a million dollar idea. I don't know if they're open today. They need to be. And if they are, I got you right here. We're going to do, we need to do a turkey and chorizo dressing taco. Okay. Okay. You with me? Maybe. Maybe a little sweet corn salsa on top. I mean, I would try it. Yeah, yeah. We need a, a, uh, it's like a sauce. What's, what's, like a cranberry hot
1: sauce? Sure. I've made a, thanksgiving taco you know i'm not a huge turkey guy i'm just gonna go ahead and put that out in the in the uh universe
0: i will say this there's two types of people there's people like i'm not a huge turkey guy that's you you know what i I will eat turkey i can live with that i can live with that then people like turkey's not good i'm sorry your mom's a bad cook that's all i'm gonna say to that.
1: no i mean like my my dad i feel like has the best turkey mm -hmm. on the planet yeah juicy yeah it's always great it's not what you like well, I just prefer I'll I'll take a I'll take a, a ham mm-hmm. over turkey. Oh, I can. I'll take chicken. I want chicken over turkey on Thanksgiving. I, want, I will eat chicken on t- I I don't, but I would. Yeah. Um I'm just saying beef
0: brisket. But there are people who are like turkey is bad. Turkey is delicious when it's cooked right. Yeah, but you can mess up a turkey big time. You can, but you can mess up anything big time <clears throat> if you screw it up. There's there's some things that you can Some can't things really are a little more up. forgiving. I I get it. I get it. But anyway, humble taco, the Thanksgiving taco. You're welcome. Make it happen. If they don't, though, there's still plenty of great meals to be had at humble taco. Check them out next time you're in Starkville, over there on University Drive. That did sound good, though. A chorizo dressing. Uh,
1: I mean, I I would eat it. Like I would, I would try it. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people put sausage in the dressing. Yeah, I mean, it'd, so just, it'd, just, it'd be just be okay.
0: adding a little extra spice there. Yeah cranberry hot sauce too now that, that actually has my interest peaked a little bit like what would that taste like
1: just like the from the cranberry like i guess you like just a, regular cranberry with and you just put some hot sauce in it mix it up yeah I, you'd make a homemade cranberry
0: sauce and then you add some some spice to it some some chilies or something yeah yeah i've never been a, a
1: cranberry guy either
0: i'm so. not either but i'd be i'd be <clears throat> willing to taste that yeah, yeah but i bet you i bet you'd be pretty good all righty then now that we've Figured out, you know, Mexican Thanksgiving here.
1: I might stay away from the turkey, too, on Thursday because... You you want a nap. Yeah, I got the game, and I don't want to be tired. My turkey day is on Saturday. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, We did Humble Taco. Uh, Firehouse Subs. Firehouse Subs. The app is what makes ordering lunch easy. If you don't have a lot of time to order lunch, then make it quick with Firehouse Subs and their easy-to-use app. Download it today. Place your order. Head over to the store. It'll be ready when you get there. Hi, welcome to Firehouse. Sandwich out. Just that simple. And you pile up the reward points when you use the Firehouse Subs app. Locations are in Starkville, Madison, Tupelo, Flowood, Columbus, and Oxford. They're going last today. Firehouse Subs, we're glad to have them on Thunder and Lightning. It is Egg Bowl Day. It is preview playmakers predictions. It's three Ps for the most important game of the year. Mississippi State and Ole Miss, two evenly matched teams, two good football teams, Two programs that appear to be going in the right direction, and the winner of this game is going to have a little extra shine on their season, and the loser of this game is going to look at this game and go, "We let one get away i I, I really believe that you know there are some times when you lose the egg bowl and it's just like, well, the team was terrible, so you know it it what it, well, it is what it is and there are sometimes you know you look back at like 2014 and I think, okay. If, I, if I'm trying to be unbiased, losing the Egg Bowl, they, they they weren't going to the playoff anyway. They still went to a great bowl. If they had, the losing the bowl game was almost more disappointing that year than losing the Egg Bowl because yeah. it's the way you played. This is a game though. The disappointment's going to be palpable for the loser, and the joy is going to be fantastic for the winner. And I have a little surprise for you because I remembered something.
1: Okay,
0: I'm going to go all the way back to our media poll. You predicted Mississippi State seven and five with a loss in this game. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens when we get to our prediction. Will you hold that, that line?
1: Yeah, I mean, and it, if don't, you don't remember... give it away, don't give it away. Well, if you remember, whenever we were talking, I th- I said you know this game could go either way. Yeah. As of right now, mm-hmm. I would say Ole Miss would have the edge going in that ball game. Mm-hmm. But I didn't predict. There's a lot of games I didn't per- predict correctly. But exactly, I'm, I've one gotten to did. seven. I've gotten to seven wins to to what I thought, but. You know, I had like six games that were toss-ups, mm-hmm. and this was one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it,
0: it, this game is a toss-up more, more often than not, and this year it feels like it's the ultimate toss-up. The line has sort of fluctuated between Ole Miss and State, no more than a two-point favorite. It really, it feels like a pick'em kind of game.
1: And you know it's really a toss-up when everybody's predicting like a one-point game. Like, everybody mm-hmm. that I've seen has predicted one to three points. Yeah. Um, Ole Miss people are predicting one point game, national people. So people really do not have a clue. And, and I think, you know, some of the things that I've read from Ole Miss people is, you know, this is Matt Corral's last game. We think he's going to have a big game, but we could see it going either way. I'm kind of the same way um, with Mississippi State I, and, and Ole Miss. I think either one could win. So, and we'll get into the prediction, but this is really a game more than it has been in the past that. People just have no clue what's going to happen.
0: I agree. Well, let's look at Ole Miss a little bit. Uh, this, this team, you know, I feel like they started out, they, they were playing their best football in the first month of the season. Uh, and then injuries have sort of caught up with them. And they've, they've, they, it's a testament to Kiffin and a, a little bit of a testament to Luke and some of the players he recruited that they've been able to, despite these injuries, move forward. And also helps when you have an elite quarterback, which is, I know a lot of state fans like to make and 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 make fun. And I know that the the Connerly, I, is a real debate. It's going to be a debate. Whoever wins this game is probably going to get it. But there's no debating that Matt Corral is an elite quarterback. He is going to be one of the top uh, first round pick in the NFL draft.
1: Yes. He's, he should be QB one off the board. He's uh, talented, physically, in every sense that you can be right. as a quarterback. He,
0: he is a from a physical standpoint. He is a prototypical NFL quarterback.
1: He can make every throw, mm-hmm. and he can and he, he can, can move
0: around in the box, yeah. and that is key. That's all you need. You can you can teach the rest, for the most part, you would think. Um, and he's been great this year. He's completing 68% of his passes, 19 touchdowns, the, the three picks, by the way. I mean, last year, he had, his stats last year are so weird. He had 14 picks last year. 11 were in two games. Yeah. So in the other eight games they played in, or seven games, they missed one with the... Uh, with COVID, I think, uh, they played – he only threw six picks. This year he's only thrown three, and one of them was last week in garbage time against Vanderbilt. Um, he's been fantastic. He's also the leading rusher on the team. Now, he has been the leading rusher on the team for about five or six weeks here, and he hasn't run the ball very much the last five or six weeks, basically since the uh, Tennessee game where I think it was sort of universal that 30 carries was way, way too much for Matt Corral. And since then, a combination of he has done a better job of limiting himself in the running game because these runs that he's running aren't designed runs. Yeah. He's a scrambler.
1: Who's the second leading rusher?
0: Ely? Uh, let's see here. I think you're right, but let me just click on it here. Yeah, Jerry on Ely. With how many yards? 685. Okay. Averaging six yards a carry. Um, yeah, and he was out for two or three games. Yeah, yeah. Um, Corral's got 700, I'm sorry, five. Hold on. That's that's I'm sorry. That was net. I mean I was incorrect. You're gonna have to forgive me. Corral's actually their third leading rusher. Uh Ely is the leading rusher and then Connor. Okay. Connor's four yards ahead of Corral. My guess is Corral would be the leading rusher, if not for injuries. Well, and and just injuries. Yes. You know, he has obviously he has a lot more lost yardage than Ole Miss is one of those schools that does the gain loss net. I don't I don't need that. I just need the Mississippi State does the same thing. Do they? Mm -hmm. I don't ever look at I always look at State's PDF. I don't ever look at the – Well,
1: they don't do the loss, but they do the gain in the net. Okay. Anywho, Connor has
0: 11 touchdowns rushing on the year. Corral has uh, 10, and that's not – we haven't mentioned Henry Parrish yet with 552 yards. I'm sorry, 537 yards of his own. That's four guys – I mean, there's a team. They've rushed for almost 3,000 yards. They're Mm -hmm. averaging 5.2 a carry. I think people think about Kiffin and his offense, and I've been saying this all year – and they think, oh, it's this wild passing offense. They run the ball effectively. They were the leading rushing team in the SEC last year. They're one of the leading rushing teams this year. And once again, we have this situation where it's this good running team against State's rush defense. Auburn was a good running team. State was able to limit them. Arkansas is a good running team. State was not able to limit them. Kentucky's a good running team. State was able to completely limit them. Texas A&M, State limited them as well. Alabama, not so much. This is the game, right? This is what, if, if State holds the Ole Miss running game in check, it's going to be a, a, probably a good night for Mississippi State. If the Rebels run and they're able to get chunk plays in the running game, it's going to be a good night for the Rebels.
1: Yeah, th- this is the most, probably the most balanced offense that Mississippi State has yeah, played this I year. I agree with that. Alabama's probably up there with them. But this is a true, they can power run you, they can zone read you, they can... You don't know what they're gonna do and you have so many options there. You know, they might even bring a wide receiver in motion, fake to him, fake to Ely, Corral might pull it and run off to the right tackle, mm-hmm. or he might run over to the right side and then throw it across the middle. I mean, it's very difficult to defend this offense. And that's why they're so good at moving in between the twenties. They're so good at moving into the red zone. And I think they're going to continue to do that against Mississippi State. It's going to be hard for Mississippi State to get three and outs and things like that. They're going to move the ball down the field. You just have to go ahead and, and prepare for that. I've said it all week. When they get in the red zone, you have to get them off the field. Mm-hmm. Either you're getting stops and fourth downs or you're forcing field goals. If you force field goals against Ole Miss, that's a win. You're going to stay in the ball game. And you're going to be able to distance yourself too if you're scoring touchdowns to their field goals because I think they, states can score touchdowns and even that are they going to to score field goals? You yeah, know, we, that's a big K, question.
0: Caden Costa is suspended for this game. I know there's a lot of rumors going around as to why nothing's been confirmed or denied by Ole Miss yet. They were already a team that sort of you know pushed away from kicking field goals anyway, and now they're starting kickers out and the guy they're bringing in has kicked once this year and he missed an extra point and that's it. That changes a lot of things here. Now, now it's and, – and I agree with you. I think, I think State's going to score touchdowns too, but Ole Miss's defense is good enough to stop State a few times. And I think points are going to be valuable. So a field goal missed or a field goal, you know, take, you know opportunity not taken, and you go it on fourth and don't get it, that's going to be a huge momentum swing in this game. I, I, I can almost see it playing out like that like on the first – sort of what happened with them against Alabama, that they drove down the field – First drive, and they're moving the ball, and they get inside the red zone. and They decide to go for it, and they don't get it. And did that make a huge difference in that game? Probably not. It, it, it's not like if they had just they had scored there, they were going to beat Alabama. But
1: you don't really know what happened you, right there. You just don't know what happens when you get some momentum. And, and, and then when they, you know, when they miss another fourth down and right. another one, it gets in your head. We we can't, we can't do, do this, this anymore. So you start punting.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so I'm interested to see what happens.
1: And, and look at the games too that. That they've lost this year against Alabama and Auburn. Mm-hmm. You mentioned um, the 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 Bama game It's kind of the same deal against Auburn. They went for it on fourth down, fourth down a few times. Mm-hmm. There were questionable calls by Kiffin, and they didn't get it. So I think that and turning them over is the biggest thing. If you can if you can get some interceptions, some fumbles, and things like that, that takes points completely off the board. Then I think that's huge, but I, I don't think the the kicking situation can be overstated because it's th- huge. The last few weeks they've relied on on the kicker a little more. You know, the, the Texas A and M game that mm-hmm. kept A and M in the ball game. Yeah, they were just destroying A and M. I think the, it was like four hundred yards to hundred or something mm-hmm. in the first half, but the field goals kept them in. It was like fifteen to seven. Yeah, I mean that's a huge deal. Is is Cost also their kickoff guy? I believe so. Yeah. So that's another thing. That if, he, if they're not able to kick the ball out of the end zone, you got Tula Griffin back. That's an issue. Yeah. That's
0: a plus for Mississippi State. So we agree. The biggest, the biggest thing on this side of the ball, Ole Miss offense versus State defense, is the running game. Yes. You know, Corral is going to hit his passes. Yeah. You know, just you can't really stop. You can you can only contain there. Got to got to keep that running game bottled up. We've talked about it for uh, past few days. The biggest matchup on the other side is State's offensive line versus the Ole Miss pass rush. The Rebels lead the nation in sacks. Sam Williams is the all-time record holder over there for a single season now. Um, State's offensive line has been really good these past few weeks. Charles Cross playing at maybe the highest level any Mississippi State offensive lineman has ever played at. I mean, that's not hyperbole. And then <coughs> Scott, excuse me, Scott Lashley, who probably is going to draw the assignment on Williams this week. I imagine Durkin will, will move him over there, try to avoid going one-on-one with Cross. Has to, he, he's got to win those matchups. But they get to play four on two. This is a 3-2-6 defense, which is an interesting you know, look against the air raid because you think they've got a lot of speed on the field, a lot of defensive backs. They might be able to cover up an extra hole in the zone that maybe a 3-3-5 three, three, or a 3-4, obviously, would not be able to. But if State can protect Rodgers, we know what Rodgers can do. We know he will find open receivers, and we know he'll throw catchable passes. But And Richard Cross made this point on Sports Talk. It's not even so much about sacks as just disrupting timing. If Rodgers is hurried, if he, he's got a hand in his face, that's when things can go uh, sideways for Mississippi State. For State, second and ten, I mean, second and 16 is, is not great, but second and ten is not a whole lot better. State has to stay on schedule.
1: No, there's no doubt. Um, and I think the key to that, really, I think, is maybe they need to run the ball a little bit um, and, and kind of – Give give Will Rogers a little bit of a break. Give Scott Lash a little bit of a break. Um, with Sam Williams probably pinning his ears back. This is a defense that's not very good against the run. At least from my eyes. Uh, I don't I don't know what the numbers are, but they haven't been very good against the run. Vanderbilt was able to eat up chunks of yards against them. I think State needs to utilize the run game a little bit um, to kind of draw the defense in and and take some pressure off of Will Rogers. A little, and I think they will do that some. I don't know how many times they'll run it uh, on Thursday, but I, I think you will see that some. But also that, I mean, that's on Will Rogers' shoulders. If he if he comes to that ball game wanting, wanting to prove a point, then you might not see it as much. You might see him throw the ball a little more. But uh, I, I do think the running game is going to be a factor for Mississippi State um, a little bit in this game.
0: And it has been these past few weeks. And it's been one of the reasons I think that State's been more successful is that teams are respecting the run a little bit more. Uh, you've been seeing some some bigger plays out of the running game. Some guys are finally starting to – these last few weeks we've seen plays that we weren't seeing before. Short plays turned into long games. That's good news for Mississippi State. Looks like State's going to be about as healthy as they've been in the past few weeks. Same with Ole Miss. It feels like everybody's at about full strength for this one.
1: Robbie, it should be a really good football game. It yeah. really should it should be? I think you know this is what you want. You don't want you know either team to be coming in this ball game like it was last year. Mississippi State had forty three players and they didn't have hardly any experience. You want both of these teams to be at their at their highest of heights, mm-hmm. and I think that's where we are right now. Ole Miss is, comes in the ball, into the ball game nine and two. They're playing for possibly a Sugar Bowl if Alabama can win the SEC championship. Um, They're playing for 10 wins for the first time in a regular season in a a while. Uh, Mississippi State is playing their best since Mike Leach has been the head coach. Everybody's fairly healthy. I mean, it's it's exactly what you want in an egg bowl.
0: Yeah, this is going to be something to watch. I think this is going to be an exciting football game. All right, let's move into our playmakers and predictions, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Don't forget, right now, if you go to Facebook and go to the Mississippi Beef Council page, first off, by all means, give them a like. A lot of great stuff going on there. But they are sponsoring the contest right now for the best burger and best steak in Mississippi. You just have to go there, click on the link, and vote, and uh, your favorite restaurant can be getting some great, great recognition. Please click on the link to vote. Just putting it in the comments on Facebook will not T- count as a vote for your restaurant. I already gave you my best burger. Where's the best steak in this state? Do you, where
1: do you think it is? In the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been to a lot of those yeah. those high-end steak Neither houses buy. or anything Neither like buy. that in Mississippi. But my favorite steak is Sunny's Smokehouse in Ackerman. Really? Yeah. I've never been there. You really need to go try it. I've heard that place is good. The I, sta- I get the steak sandwich most of the time, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely delicious. All right, all right. I mean, it is... One of the best-kept secrets in the a state. A lot of people
0: tell me, you know where Nails is? Oh, yeah. It's I've heard uh, that place is a good steak. Almost a winona. Yeah. Very good. I've heard that's a good steak. i got to go hometown, the Beachwood Restaurant.
1: Yeah. I, no, I haven't been there in a while. I didn't get steak last time I was there, but they, I've heard it's they excellent. They cook them up
0: good there. I think that might, be, that might be my answer. But there are a lot of great steaks. Whatever your favorite is, give them a vote uh, at the Facebook page for the Mississippi Beef Council. Mississippi Beef Council reminds you that beef, it's what's for dinner. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's just the place to be when you're in Starkville. When you want to enjoy great food and a great atmosphere, you can't beat Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Right there, we will got the big patio outside. When the weather's nice, there's just no better place to sit in all of the city of Starkville. And, of course, the food is fantastic. Robbie and I are frequent visitors to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. In fact, some might say that we were the original Two Brothers, to be honest with you. Well, who would argue? People are saying it. Who would argue that? that? Not not me. So, two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems, they make it easy for you. They've got a plan that you can't lose with. The plan is this, to offer you an incredible selection of products and services, everything a business needs from a technological standpoint, copiers, printers, computers, software, information and mailing systems, whatever it is, they've got it at Advantage Business Systems. And then every sale they make, every time you sign your receipt with those guys, you know you're getting the same customer service they would give their next-door neighbors, which is you. You are their next-door neighbor. They're a Mississippi business, first and foremost, always have been and always will be. Why don't you call them today and find out what they can do for you. Number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Playmaker time, Robbie Falk. Who you got? On the
1: offensive side of the ball, I, I talked about that running game I think Dylan Johnson's going to have a good game. Okay, um, he's been kind of emerging here of late. You now, Jaquavis Marks has been just popped so many times. I just feel like he's kind of right now. He's just kind of worn out. Um, and I, 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 I got admire the guy for continuing to kind of push through it because literally every time he takes a hit, he's getting absolutely obliterated. Um, Dylan Johnson, the last few weeks, has started to really catch his stride and look like, you know, a running back to be. Um, reckon with in the SEC, he's got that um, ability to stand back there and, and, and chip block and, and protect the quarterback. He can slip out of the backfield. He can take a play from the line of scrimmage and break it into you know even getting hit at the line, breaking into you know five six yard territory, or he can get down the field and, and get you a big a big gainer too. So I think he's going to have a big day running the football, blocking. They're going to need him to block. Um, and help out scott lashley on that right side and i think also coming out of the backfield catching the football as well this could be one of his better games you make a good point when you think about
0: Ole miss and they're going to rush the passer those checkdowns are going to be incredibly important so johnson yeah. and marks could see more catches than they normally see uh, in a game so that's something definitely to watch for uh for me i i think i'm going to go i'm going to keep it kind of simple and i'm going to go with makai polk um uh, He's going to break MSU's single season catch record with his first catch of the game. I'm going to make an assumption he'll get one. Um, I think this could be a really big game for him, though. A a 10, maybe a double digit catch kind of game. I think State's going to really work the short passing game early while Ole Miss is trying to get to them quickly. And then when it's time to go over the top, Polk has been that guy this year. I think he has three plays, three or two. He has at least two or three touchdowns over 30 yards this year. So. For you me, had one fifty the other day. Yeah, so we're talking about a guy who's he just he's just been so consistent this year, and I think in in the big games that's the guys you really need to lean on. So I'm going to go with Makai Polk as my guy. What about defensively for you?
1: Defensively, um, you got to think that the defensive backs are going to be big time. In this ball game, they have to be big time for Mississippi State to have any kind of success. I'm going to go with Martin Emerson, who's going to probably be matched up with. Oh, he's either going to be on on Donterra Drummond or Braylon Sanders, and and um, Forbes is going to be on the other. Um, and both of those guys are going to have to be really good in this ball game to defend those two because those are Matt Corral's go to players. That that's who he's going to be going to more often than anybody else. So I'm I'm going to go with Martin Emerson. Uh, as my playmaker on the defensive side of the ball.
0: I'm in the same area as you, but we talked about it yesterday. Safety play is going to be key for Mississippi State because you mentioned Drummond. I don't think that Ole Miss has any issue putting him down into the slot. And the state defense, doesn't. they're not going to match him up with Emerson or with Forbes in the slot. So those safeties are going to have to step up and play well. So I'm going with Jalen Green. He's had a couple of big plays this year. Almost had a huge play uh, two weeks ago where on the fake punt where he ends up getting deflection. He nearly picked it off and took it back into the end zone, which would have been – one of the funniest plays of all time, an interception on a fake punt for a pick six. Um, I think there's going to come a time in this game where he's going to find himself matched up with a Drummond or a Sanders. He's going to have to make the play that makes the difference. So Jalen Green is my guy. We already hit on my X factor. If Ole Miss can't kick the ball deep, Tulu Griffin's going to get his hands on it. I, I, I see some I, – I, I got a tingling feeling in the back of my, my head here that there's going to be a long return in this game. And Griffin hasn't played in a few weeks. You know he's got to be chomping at the bit. Mississippi kid, he's going to want to make plays in this game to give Mississippi State a chance to do it. So Tulu Griffin is my X, is my X factor.
1: Well, that was mine too. So uh,
0: I'll give you another one, though. Uh, There's no way that Austin Williams doesn't make a play in this game.
1: Yeah, this feels like – I mean, I go back to that game last year and I just feel so awful for, for Austin because, you know, he's just trying to make a play right there and – the guy just works his butt off. He does everything the right way, and that was a fourteen point swing. I mean, that's a completely different game if he scores right there. Mm-hmm. Completely different. State went down fourteen nothing. About a minute later, uh, and that game is about to be tied seven to seven. So, and, and you know, just talking to him the other day, I mean, he's so even kill, You don't really hear any motivating things from him or anything like that. But you got to think that he's going to come out and make some plays in this ball game. And you know, Will's going to try to get him the ball too. Will wants him to have his day, so I I can agree with that. I think that's a good one.
0: All right. As I said at the beginning of the show, you said seven and five with a loss in this game back in August. Here we are at on Thanksgiving Day now. What do you got?
1: I'm sticking with my predict. No, I'm kidding.
0: Oh man, I'm
1: kidding. Everybody I,
0: just everybody just hit the brakes on their car.
1: <laughs> I'm going with Mississippi State, and this, Brian. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want to predict that Mississippi State wins this. Fairly comfortably. Ooh. I feel weird about this, but I'm not going to do that because I I don't think that I can predict Mississippi State to win comfortably in an egg bowl, and especially not hear from it hear from people if it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I I think ultimately it's probably going to be a really good game. It's going to be a game that comes down to the wire. Um, you know this this has the potential to to be a game that Mississippi State controls if they do things the right way. Um, if they're getting Ole Miss off the field, if they're holding on to the football, finishing drives off, off uh, long drives off and getting in the end zone, they can wear this defense down. I think they can really wear them out. And they did that last year in that ball game. It's a much better Ole Miss defense. I expect Mississippi State to move the ball um, in this game. I expect them to score points. I expect Ole Miss to move the ball. The difference in the game is going to be Mississippi State in the red zone defensively. They're going to get stops. There's going to be times where Ole Miss cannot score inside the red zone, and that's going to be the difference in the game. I'm picking Mississippi State, 34, Ole Miss, 28.
0: We're around the same. We're around the same. I, I want. I was with you that I thought I would be less surprised by State winning comfortably than I would be by Ole Miss winning comfortably. Yeah. Ole Miss can still very certainly win the game. and It, it is a pick em for me, but I'm going to pick Mississippi State. I just feel like the home field advantage is going to be big, and I feel like missing their kicker is going to cost them. They're going to have a situation where they would really like to kick. They may even need to kick, but they just don't feel comfortable. Or they just miss a field goal. They send the other guy out there, Nations, I think is his name. and uh, Like a
1: fourth and three from the 18.
0: Yeah, and he just misses a, that would be what, a 35-yarder? So, yeah, I could see that happening. 31-28 is my final score. We're going into the fourth quarter. We're all going to have to suffer on this one. But on
1: the when we come out on the
0: other side, Mississippi State will have the victory. All it's right.
1: been ten years since State fans in Startville got to enjoy like a blowout in this game. Eleven, yeah, twenty eleven. Yeah. Ole Miss was just awful. It was the end the Houston Nut era. Yeah. So if you it, ever
0: talk to Chad Bumpus, he'll tell you that game could have been seventy to nothing. It could have been really bad. Yeah.
1: If that play would have happened on uh, Dwayne Charrington from Bradley Soul in that last play, yeah. that would happen in the first quarter. Yeah. It would have been seventy to yeah. three or whatever. Old school Mullen,
0: not in his, not with the car running, would have uh, been like, okay, watch yeah. this. And yeah, but as it is, yeah, you're right. Thirteen close, fifteen state loses, seventeen state loses, nineteen super close. It's been a while. I don't. I don't think it's going to be this one either. So, all right. We'll be back on Friday morning, win or lose, and we'll recap everything we saw at Davis-Wade Stadium uh, Thursday night. Hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. If you're traveling to Starville, please be careful. The weather is still going to be a little bit of an issue uh, all the way up until the afternoon, but it looks like by kickoff we should have. It's going to be cold and and clear, but it it, it should be a good night for football. Hope to see you guys there. I will be around the stadium. I will not be in the press box tonight. We're doing that thing with Alex McDaniel. She will be in full maroon regalia. If you want to come make fun of her, by all means, let's keep it clean. But by all means, come over there and be like, "Ah, ah," whatever you want to do, look for me and uh, we'll be happy to do it.
1: I can't believe you're leaving me by myself. By yourself. There's like 20 other people up there. But it's going to be so spread out, I'm not going to have anybody to talk to during the game other than Danny. And it's just going to be really sad. Well, when you get
0: get there early and move uh, Steph or Theo's (laughs) press pass to where I normally sit. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, what happened i don't know It moved you for this it's game. not the
1: same and it's cold you and you give off some heat
0: what did i say about making fun of me
1: i didn't make fun of you being, i'm about, giving about you a compliment weight. i took a picture i'll send it out i'm giving you a compliment you should see what this guy's wearing i'm wearing a red shirt that's he's a, wearing red and blue ladies and, it's and gentlemen a disney shirt that it's I, still red that my wife had it's made still red disney world
0: it's red so is yours. I'm wearing a Mississippi State national championship
1: base. That's red, remember? That is
0: it's crimson.
1: <laughs> All right. Hey, big Bama fan over here. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know it. Row Uh
0: You know what though? I hate to end on a down note, but we should say our thoughts and prayers are with the family and friends of Cecil Hurt, a yes. legend in the SEC community. I used to love us. seeing his tweets come across my timeline. Genuinely, the funniest guy I ever encountered on Twitter and just as sharp in real life, too. I know Brett Hudson was uh, very affected by this. They were very close friends. I hate to see it. Uh, so Cecil, rest in peace, my friend. We'll see you down the road. We'll see you today in Startville. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Egg Bowl. We'll see you uh, on Friday for the next Thunder and Lightning. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Hey, This is Thunder and Lightning on Talk News.